Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Clark Richardson, and tonight it's just me. And I'm glad to have you back to Under an Open Heaven podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to just welcome you back and thank you for listening. If you have been finding that the content that we have been putting out to be helpful, inspiring, or at least something to think about, um, I, I want to encourage you guys to subscribe if you haven't already and share this podcast with somebody that you know. Uh, we we enjoy this. We enjoy uh, being able to be God's prophets and hopefully help you feel a little bit more comfortable talking about your spiritual life with your friends, with your family members. Um, and that's that's kind of what we're shooting for here. And so, uh, unfortunately, I don't have anyone to discuss with tonight, so it'll be more of just my personal reflections on life recently and just my personal reflections of what Jesus has been doing in my own life. So um, hopefully it doesn't sound too preachy or sounds like uh, it's not a conversation. Um, so that's that's what I would like to avoid. <laughs> so hopefully we can do that tonight. So recently I was woken up by, I think, my angel or uh, by God himself, one of the two. I, anyway, it does not matter who woke me up. I was woken up the other night middle of the night and spent about three or four hours just pondering this big question of what is the difference between receiving righteousness and self-righteousness and being justified in self-justification. Um, and, and these, this is kind of like a bigger question, and I think it kind of boils down to how is it that I'm approaching my faith? How is it that I'm approaching my neighbor, and how is it approaching even myself in prayer? Uh, how is it that I'm approaching myself and Jesus in prayer? And this is going to take a, quite a bit of self-reflection and um, the willingness to maybe look at ourselves with uh, unbiased eyes. So um, this can be a little bit scary for some of us, uh, for me included, so hopefully we can do this with God's grace and with his love and hand in hand with him so that we're not discouraged by what we see in ourselves um, as we do this. Otherwise, it'll be uh, self-condemnation rather than um, conviction to grow. So I'm going to be reading a passage from Galatians chapter 5, verse 4. We're going to read verse 4 through 6. You are separated from Christ, you who are trying to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we await hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Alrighty, so I think this this passage from St. Paul to the Galatians expresses, I think it expresses well what I was really pondering, this uh, frustration with myself, with other people within the church, of using um, an isolated moral code 
to make themselves feel better. To it's just, there's this uh, I think a tendency to want to create a culture that we feel comfortable in, and then condemn others who don't quite fit in that. And this I think is establishing self justif when we're trying to be. I think this is trying to be justified by the law, the moral law. For St. Paul, it was circumcision during this time. But I think this extends um, to us in such a way where we think we can claim our morality on our own. And I, I kind of spoke a little bit to this beforehand uh, in the season about talking about how it is through God's grace that we receive the ability to not sin. We can by our natural gifts of free will, choose not to sin in some areas. But at the end of the day, even a good person, it says in Scripture in the Old Testament, even a good person sins at least seven times. And what's being implied is that number seven being complete. So even a good person completely sins. <laughs> and that's, I think, something, uh, it's a kind of a self-check, right? Like, even if I am being really good about chastity, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not being good about a different sin in my life. It could be judgment, gossip, you know, whatever it is. Whatever the sin might be that we might struggle with, we, we have a tendency to turn a blind eye towards it, I think, because it's, it's hard for us to take control of it, right? There's a certain sense that I have to earn this justification. I have to earn this righteousness, and that's just not the case. St. Paul talks about through the Spirit, you are... For through the Spirit, by faith, we await the hope of righteousness. So this is a hope that we have with assurance. It's an assurance, not wishful thinking, but this assurance that we have this thing that will be given to us. It's, if you make an analogy, it's like you've been given a check. You just haven't cashed it yet. So it's something that we have. It's something that we have assurance of, but it, it's something that we don't quite yet possess. And this can only come through the Holy Spirit, not through this, this work of grandeur. <laughs> we cannot earn this. And I, I think this is the thing that I've been struggling with because I see it in our world, I see it in our culture, I see it within myself. There's this temptation of maybe pointing out another person's faults, whether it be that they judge. And this, the irony is that like, I can point out in somebody else that they're judging, but the reality is, is that I'm judging them for judging. And it turns into this interesting cycle of sin within my own heart. And I'm justifying my own judgment by somebody else's sin. And that's kind of the point that I'm trying to drive here, is that we can very quickly turn into trying to grasp righteousness or grasp justification by saying I'm not as bad as that person. And that's kind of a it's a hard it's a hard reality to live in and accept, but it's something that we I think is is crucial for our salvation. Because if we cannot let go of trying to earn or point out another person's faults to justify ourselves that we're better than them. Because if we cannot let go of our attempt for self-assurance, this attempt at control, that I can control my own fate, my own destiny, if we don't 
let go of that, we will find in ourselves uh, that we've built up walls. We've built up a cage that we've locked ourselves into. And the thing is, is that we often will mislead ourselves or mislead others very quickly. The next passage right after this in Galatians chapter 5 is Paul's warning of do not be misled. There are going to be other people who are going to try to convince you that this is the only way to get to salvation, is if you circumcise, if you do X, Y, or Z. And the reality is, is that it is salvation only comes through Jesus. It only comes through his love for us. However that looks, in any way that looks, it only comes through him. And it is through a hope that he has died for all of humanity and he has opened the, the gates to heaven for us and given us this opportunity to let him love us. And it's very interesting because there's, there is a level of responsibility that is placed upon our shoulders. But it's one that it starts, it is a responsibility that starts with him giving us the authority. It starts with him giving us the authority of freedom in our lives. What I think is a danger for us is to assume that because we have this authority, we have been given the ability to build a culture that we feel comfortable in, not the kingdom of heaven. And that, that's the tricky thing, is that it can be very easy to be given authority and then lose track of where your leader has gone. Uh, it can be kind of a tricky thing, and it can potentially even cause a little bit of stress or anxiety. And that's not what I'm, I want to do, is uh, create this certain sense of stress or anxiety within yourself, because the reality is, is that we all need to receive Jesus' mercy when we make mistakes. Kind of going back to the original point that if we find in ourselves this temptation to justify ourselves by condemning others, there's Jesus' mercy for that, right? Um, and I know there's a, there's a maybe a self-defense that people can hide behind. I've definitely done it. And I've seen a lot of people do it too, is using the spiritual work of mercy, of admonishing the sinner. In other words, making corrections when you see sin. And using that as a defense in order to judge other people or express uh, condemnation towards another person's sin. And, you know, that, that's a very tricky thing, right? Because the reality is, is that, at least this is, this is how I feel, maybe you feel differently, but when somebody comes at me um, kind of out of the blue and says, you know, you're, you're in the wrong, you're so, you're, what you're doing is bad, and I don't have a relationship with them, or it, what, what relationship I do have is distant, or again, you know, I don't really, I'm not really on Facebook, but I see this. If somebody, you know, called me out on Facebook or social media of some kind, um, Instagram, whatever, Twitter, <laughs> you know, um, I definitely would feel off put, right? Like, I think there's a growing sense of anger and resentment because people are, you know, kind of attacking each other on social media. And trying to call each other out on social media without establishing real friendships, real um, places where uh, 
people are putting their trust in you. And, um, you know, I, I, I know of people who have good friends in their lives who, you know, they know that they have a lifestyle that's different, that um, would be considered sin- sinful. And rather than hounding them saying, you know, you need to convert, they wait for the opportunity when they open up and say, the way of my, my, my way of life is not making me happy and taking that opportunity to say, hey, well, maybe you need to change. Maybe you need to let some of these addictions go. Um, and letting them come to that realization, and more importantly, importantly, letting the Holy Spirit bring them to the realization that there is a need for change in their lives. Because the temptation that we can face oftentimes is that because it's, we recognize that a sin, it needs to go. Whereas that might not be the sin that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is working on helping them be free from. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but when you've realized that you had more than one sin that you had to work on, it was a little overwhelming. For me, I had like, I remember there was a point in my life that I had three major sins that I was trying to work on. And I brought it to my spiritual director and he said, you know, this is not actually good for you. You're just gonna, you're spreading yourself too thin. You need to focus only on one sin at a time. And maybe ask Jesus which one he wants you to focus on. And that was really good advice because he took it from a a sense of Jesus' perspective and my capacity. So when I let go of my pride of like, I'm never going to sin again and entered into more of a trusting relationship with Jesus of allowing his righteousness to fill me, I saw more and more change start to happen in my own life. So that's the fruit of what I'm talking about is that there is, there can be such a long time of struggle with sin. It feels like, um, you know, if we, if you are familiar with riding a bike, you can grip the handle so hard that your hands start to hurt. Your hands aren't really moving and all you have to do is rest your hands on the bike handle. But because of uh, fear of tipping or uh, going out of control or just out of clenching, we can just <laughs> we can grip the handle so hard that our knuckles turn white. And then when we stop pedaling, we let go of the handles, it's, it almost hurts. We can't do it. That's the spiritual reality that I'm talking about is that Jesus is trying to get us to open up our hands so that we are no longer grasping at finding righteousness and justice but receiving them, receiving justification, receiving righteousness in such a way that changes us, that heals our, our hurt hands from gripping so hard. That is Jesus's goal for us. He wants that for us so dang much. And that's my prayer for you tonight, for, for you today. Um, so let's end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you because you are good and you are long to give us this righteousness, this justification that allows us to let go, to let go of our ideals that do not belong to you, that lets us let go of our desire to control and have a comfortable society that we feel good living in, rather than being free to 
walk with you and being a light to the darkness, even if it's uncomfortable. Allowing you to be a light in our darkness, even when it's uncomfortable. And I praise you and I thank you that you are doing this now. You are giving us your light. You're shining in our minds enlightenment. I praise you and I thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Take care and God bless. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open heaven dot fire at gmail.com and we are on instagram at under and open heaven dot fire so please go uh give those a gander and send us any th- any feedback that you want we would be happy to reply to you god bless bye